You may think it's strange that we, we ask the question, after they testify of salvation, we ask them the question, why do you want to be baptized? And there's a couple of reasons we do that. We want to make sure that they all understand and you understand that baptism doesn't save us. Baptism is just a picture of what's already happened. But we believe that the scripture teaches that baptism is the first step of obedience after salvation. And so it's not, it's, it's two things. Whenever you are baptized, you're proclaiming two things. You're proclaiming, I am a child of God. I am saved and I've given my heart to Jesus. I've humbled myself and given my heart to him. And the second is, and I want to walk with him all the days of my life. I want to make him the Lord of my life and I'm proving it right now by being baptized. How many of you, when you were baptized, remember how uncomfortable it was? Okay. The majority of you are lying. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know this because I'm in with groups of people. Like we have a whole that we have a whole another group in the next service. Do you guys know that we almost take, we have somewhere between 15 and 20 people already signed up for March the 12th and our and our kind of family night that we're having together, and they're going to get baptized. And. This is so fun, but I'm telling you, every time I meet with a group, we all circle up, we talk about it, and ask how many of you are nervous, and almost everybody raises their hand. Because it's, un it's uncomfortable, and it makes you nervous to get in front of all these people and speak. I know, I do it every, sing every single Sunday. I know how nervous you can be, and if you're not, especially if you're not used to doing it. But here's what we tell everybody, listen, you can't mess this up. It's your story. No one can deny you your story. No one can criticize you on your story. It's your story. You just get to proclaim your story to everybody here. But what's, what baptism does is it, is it testifies to my salvation and it testifies to lordship. Because no matter how uncomfortable, Lord, is what you're saying, I'm going to give myself to you and be obedient to you and follow you in baptism. I'm going to open my mouth and proclaim the gospel, proclaim what you did in my heart, and I wanna do this now the rest of my life. But what does it mean to make Christ the Lord of your life, you might ask me? Well, here's what it means. It means that we're done pursuing our own life goals. Now, some of you who are very goal-oriented are starting to say, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't God going to adjust his schedule to meet my goals that I have for my life? What's the answer? No. <laughs> yes. A resounding no. Um, when we give our lives to Christ... We basically say, okay, Lord, I'm no longer following my own path. I am now following your path. And we begin pursuing the goals and plans that God has for us instead of the goals and plans that we've always had for our lives. By the way, how was it going before you came to Christ? How was it going pursuing your life and your goals the way you were pursuing your life and your goals? Not so good, I would imagine because we all need Christ. But what making the Christ the Lord of our life means is that we abandon the path that we're walking on and we begin walking the path that God has laid out for us. And we can argue all day long, can you know the will of God? You can absolutely know the will of God. I just want you to know that. What's the will of God for my life? You wanna hear it? Anybody wanna hear it? Four people wanna hear what God's will for your life is today. All right, well, you four people, 
You get a break, don't turn your Bibles. The rest of us need to turn our Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter four, all right? 1 Thessalonians chapter four, I'm just razzing you. Not really, but I am razzing you. This, this passage actually sums up what God's will is for every one of his children. 1 Thessalonians 4.3 says this, God's will is for you to be holy, to stay away from all sexual sin, that each of you should learn to control his body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. And Paul says this in another passage, he says, actually the way you used to be, not pursuing your lustful passions like you used to. This is what the pagans do who do not know God and his ways. No, God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not rejecting a human being, but is rejecting God, the very God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. This passage is is a declaration for every single child of God. This is in general what we all are supposed to be pursuing. This is God's new plan for you when you become a Christian. But I wanna say something specific to each one of you now, okay? I just, I just talked to the whole broad spectrum of everyone who knows Christ. I wanna speak to those of you individually that are sitting here, hearing my voice, or wherever you are. Welcome, by the way. I um, haven't said hi to you yet, wherever you are. Um, watching online with us. We're glad that you've joined us today. I wanna speak to you specifically that God has a plan specifically for your life that's unique and different from anybody else's. And whenever we walk through the baptismal waters and we say, I want to make Christ the Lord of my life and do what he says for me, has for me to do for the rest of my life, what you're saying is, I have a general rule that I have to live by, 1 Thessalonians 4, but I also have a specific plan that God has for me. And I need to seek that out and I need to live it out according to the gifting that he has given to me at salvation. Jeremiah 29, 11 is clear. He says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And unless you think that this is only given to Israel, you need to look at the bigger portion of scripture where you can find that these plans that God has for each one of his children were made very long ago before the foundations of the earth were laid. But they were birthed in the humility of our heart at salvation. They were launched into the open at your baptism as you testify of your faith in Jesus and declare your willingness to, be, to make him the Lord of your life. And then it is set on fire deep in your heart through the ministry of the Holy Spirit as you continue to serve with for him. It's a fire that burns hotter and hotter as you grow in the Lord and you humbly submit yourself to the will and the plan of God through a total obedience and a total walk in his commands. In fact, they call it walking out your salvation or working out your salvation. They call it um, progressive sanctification. It's, all sanctification is growing up in God, growing up in his commands and following his commands and maturing in the Lord. And that's a progressive thing. We're never gonna fully get there. But we are going to make it our goal to please God with everything that we have and walk according to his ways. You remember when you were first saved and 
and baptized and you went through salvation and how glorious that was and everyone around you is all excited for you and you're excited about your new walk in Christ and you remember the first time you really felt the Holy Spirit in your life and working in your life and then you go through baptism and that's the first step of obedience and now you're walking with God and you're starting your problem. You remember how excited you were and how committed you were? You remember? I total surrender. I'm totally in. I'm totally leaving the past behind. I'm totally going forward in new life in Christ. I'm so excited about my new walk, right? Has anybody in the room but me gotten to a point where you kind of fade, that, that excitement kind of fades and, and wanes and you kind of like start slipping back into the old ways and the old habits and the old things that used to draw your heart and used to just like live in, but now you're not supposed to and now it's kind of calling you back. Anybody but me wrestle with that? Well, do you know what this progressive sanctification is? It's a whole lifelong journey of, of failing and getting back up confessing your sin and moving forward. It's a whole process that we are gonna go through all our entire life until we meet Jesus face to face in heaven or in the clouds, which is really soon. And how awesome is that? That is just gonna be the most fun thing. I firmly believe we're all going in the rapture. You know, I really do. I really believe that. Of course, Paul did too, but that's okay, all right? We know a whole lot more than Paul did at this side, this side of, the, of, the, of the Bible. Anyway, I don't know why I went into that. We're in this journey of denying ourselves and taking on Christ. We're in this journey of lordship of Christ in our lives, but it is a progression that we have to work on. It's a, it's a whole series of failing, getting back up, recommitting those things and a resurrendering of our lives to the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, again, again, just like I did that first time, the first step of obedience, again, I am saying, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Can you relate to that? I can too. This is what we have been called to. Um, I remember back whenever I was a kid and and wrestling with being a teenager, wrestling with, because I got saved when I was 14. Even though I knew everything about Christ, I was saved when I was 14, and then I was wrestling with this new Holy Spirit that I had against the desires of my, my mind and my heart, my body, and the world that was calling me out. And I remember so many times that I'm like, I'm all in, because when I'm all in, I'm all in. And then when I'm all in for something else, I'm all in for something else. And that's a problem. That is a problem in, a, in the spiritual life. And so I remember so many times I'd be in a service like this and I'd be slipping in my life and I knew I was slipping in my life. And, and a preacher like me would be standing here and he'd be talking about surrender. He'd be talking about lordship. He'd be talking about, have you committed your life to Jesus? Have you surrendered all the things that are pulling on you? Have you given those up? And if you haven't given them up, why not? In fact, why don't you give it up today? And then they would sing the dreaded song. <laughs> and they would call us forward. And they would, we would sing these words. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter, not me. I'm not the potter. I'm just the clay. So mold me and make me 
after your will, while I'm waiting, yielded and still. All to Jesus, I surrender. Humbly at his feet I bow. Worldly pleasures all forsaken. Take me, Jesus. Take me now. And my heart would be pierced with the Holy Spirit's conviction. And I would come to the front and I would just give my heart to the Lord anew and afresh. And I would just say, Lord, take me. Take me now. I surrender all. I'm gonna call you to that today. I feel the Lord is moving in here. I have a whole lot more to say and I'm not gonna say it, so I'm I'm giving a a hint to those in the back room right now um, that we're not gonna move any farther forward than this. Um, But if you guys can pull that next slide up, I want you to see this quote that Moody made famous, D.L. Moody, but it didn't come from D.L. Moody. It came from a humble European evangelist named Henry Varley. But this is what he said. He said, Dwight, the world has yet to see what God will do with a man fully consecrated to him. Now we can change that and say, the world has yet to see what a child of God, totally surrendered, totally committed, wholly committed to the Lord's will. We've yet to see what God can do with a child of God that's all in. I gotta tell you, you know, you might be saying, yeah, well, not me. You don't understand my past. You don't understand how broken I am. No, you're exactly who we're talking about. Yeah, but I've got nothing to offer, Phil. I'm just a simpleton. Did you know that D.L. Moody, one of the greatest American evangelists that have lived, did you know that he didn't even finish school? He was just a simple shoe salesman until God got a hold of his life when he was 16 years old and saved him planted a call because God had a plan for D.L. Moody and planted a call in his heart to preach the gospel around the world, but particularly here in America. And because of him and through his life, amongst other things that he has done, he planted the Moody Church and he planted Moody Bible Institute over in Chicago. And thousands of people have come to Jesus because of his life and because of his commitment of his life to the Lord. And thousands of young men and women have been trained to go out and do ministry worldwide through their ministry. Because one man was challenged by another simple man. Henry Varley didn't even finish school. He, he, at 11, he dropped out of school to pursue a career in the factories over in England. And God got a hold of his heart when he was 16 years old. And because he spoke into D.L. Moody, D.L. Moody said, I'm gonna be that man. With God's help, I'm gonna be the man that God can use. And I just wanna say, my friends, listen, listen, listen. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what you're working on right now. 
The world is yet to see what God can do with a child of God wholly committed to him. How about it? And what I wanna do is just call you out on this, on two things today, okay? We're all family here. We've, we promised all the baptismal people that this is all family. Do you believe it? Okay, so it's okay to see the dark side of family, right? And it's okay to admit that today I'm not where I should be. Maybe I was there before, but today I am not where I should be in my walk with the Lord. And it's time for me to recommit my life to the Lord. It's okay to say, I don't know that if I'm saved or not. It's okay to say, I'm not saved. And I need a testimony, I need a story, just like these people in the baptismal tank. And I need to be saved, and I wanna be saved today. It's okay to admit that. In fact, that's what it takes to be saved is a humility that says, I don't care who's watching. I don't care who cares. I'm a sinner. I know it. Everyone else knows it too. And I'm just going to confess my sin to the Lord to receive his gift of salvation. And so here's what we're gonna do. Here's how we're gonna end the service today. We're gonna do an old-fashioned come down and get right with God invitation. We don't do it like this normally, but we're gonna do it today. And we're gonna sing a hundred stanzas of just as I am. No, we're not. But we are gonna sing, we are gonna sing these two songs. Have thine own way, Lord, and I surrender all. And here's what I want you to do, okay? Um, our prayer team, you guys can start coming right now. Our prayer team's gonna come up here and um, they're here for you. I'm gonna be standing here. If you wanna get saved, I want you to come straight to me, put your hand in mine, and just say, Phil, I wanna get saved today. And we're gonna, get, we're gonna help you find salvation. Listen, if you're at home or wherever you are joining with us online and you wanna be saved today, you have a way to reach out to us right there in the internet and raise your hand and say, I want to accept Christ as my savior today. And our prayer team, we have people that are waiting to hear from you and waiting to help you with that decision. But if you wanna get saved today, I want you to come right down to the front, grab my hand, and I'm gonna help you find Jesus today and you're gonna get saved today. And we're gonna, we're gonna just celebrate with you on that. And actually, if you want to, you can get baptized in the second service. The rest of us. Um, if you need to make an adjustment and you need to rededicate your life and, make, and adjusting where the Lord is on the Lord scale of your heart, and you wanna do what I have done so many times in my life and you just come and recommit your 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 commitment to the Lord to make him the Lord, you don't need to talk to anybody, you just need to talk to the Lord. But I, and I don't know what's going on with this, but whenever this happens and whenever we accept this decision and we come forward for this, brother, are you coming right now? Yes, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You just let the spirit, let's just let the spirit move. And if you wanna come and confess some things, you could just kneel before the altar right here and just pour your heart out to the Lord. If you want one of our prayer team members to help you, just grab onto what, their hand. They're gonna spread out. Come on, you guys, spread out all the way across here. Let's just do business with the Lord. Listen, 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 everybody. The world has yet to see what God will do with his children who are wholly committed to him. And so let's stand.
and let's just respond to the Lord. Everybody praying, everybody working, let the Holy Spirit move, and we're just gonna see what happens as we sing right now. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still, have thine own Snow, Lord, watch me just now, as in thy presence, humbly I bow, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way, hold o'er my being. Absolute sway, fill with thy spirit till all shall see Christ only always living in me. this role right here, this moment right here. And um, as you walk out, if you want to come forward, you just keep on coming, okay? And we're just going to keep on working. You've got one brother that wants to be saved. 
We got one sister that came and said, I got saved last night and she wants to be baptized and she's gonna jump in and get baptized in the second service. So praise the Lord for that. Listen, we have a powerful God, amen, amen. So I'm gonna pray and then um, ask you to slip out and kind of take your conversations out there and we're just gonna keep on working. But if, if the Lord's really tugging on you and you're just a little nervous coming in front of everybody, that's okay. Um, but don't walk out of here without doing the business God wants you to do if you've got business to do for him. Father, I pray um, blessing over where, the work you're doing right now up here in the front. And I just wanna pray that you'll continue to do this work we're so thankful for what we were able to witness today and the testimonies and the, of, of salvation. And we're just gonna keep on rolling in this today, Lord. And we're just so thankful that you are a powerful God who's always at work, working in and through us. And I pray that you'll use us powerfully as we go out from this place. So bless my brothers and sisters, protect them from the attack of the evil one and use them mightily in their world this week until we meet again. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. God bless you.